Mysterious Traveller, the Ugliest Woman Alive, February 20th, 1944. Train Whistle, Mysterious Traveller. This is the Mysterious Traveller, inviting you to join him on another journey into the realm of the strange and terrifying. I hope you enjoyed the trip. It will thrill you a little and chill you a little. So settle back. Set, get a good grip on your nerves. Where are we going? <laughs> you will find out when we get when we get there. Hope it's not making you nervous of being along with me in the dark here in the dark. Don't disturb strange terrors in some minds. For the things that happen at night are sometimes small upsetting. Things such as us people vanish suddenly, as in the tale of. Sharp stab of organ, the ugliest woman alive. Mysterious traveller, I once met a woman, first of being the ugliest woman alive, yet I thought her beautiful. She told me a story so strange, so incredible, that most people would have thought they were insane, yet I believe her. All It, it all began a year ago in a small house, a lonely sec- section of the Hudson Valley. The house lay hidden in a, on a grove, in a grove of trees. Each window the blinds were drawn, as though to protect someone from wind for the world outside. One of the darkened rooms came, the bitter weeping of a woman. <laughs> Sound knocking on the door. Gloria. <laughs> Stifling nuts, sobs, the voice is harsh and deep. What is it? Martha muffled. It's your cousin Richard, miss. He's here to see you. Gloria, send him away. I don't want to see him. Doors open, Gloria, screaming. Ah, I thought I told you. Richard, slightly. Richard, forgive me for breaking in like this, Gloria. But come to see you as your doctor, not your cousin. Gloria, Bitterly, are you sure you haven't also come to borrow some money to shower that beautiful, stupid wife of yours? Richard, you haven't any right to talk about my wife like that. Gloria, I speak as I please. But you don't, you don't like it? Get out. Richard sighs. Your servant, Martha, tells me you're in constant pain. You'd better let me examine you, Gloria. I don't want to be examined. There's nothing you or anyone else can do for me. Richard Gloria, you can't go on this way. Year after year, shutting yourself from the world and everyone, nothing, never leaving this darkened room. As a doctor, I can't be responsible for consequences. Gloria bitterly, as my doctor screaming, ah! Are you all right? You're all a pack of fools ever since childhood. Been one operation after another. Look at me, I'm even more ugly and deformed than I was. Of the accident, Richard, now, Gloria, I can understand how you feel, but, Gloria, hysterically, you can understand how I feel? Do you know how do you know what it is to be so ugly, deformed that you can bear, can't bear to look in yourself in the mirror? But people shudder when they see you, Richard. You just, they just, if you just don't think about it. So much you might, Gloria. How can I escape looking? Think about it. 
Then, when every moment they racked with pain, what what I have got to look forward to? 30, 20, 30, 20, 30 years of pain and darkness? By begging hit hard. I'll give all those years, all of them, just to be beautiful and well for six months. Richard, haven't lost hope, Gloria. Rest of hope, Gloria. Perhaps another operation in the future will. Gloria, you're lying. You know that no operation can help me. I'm doomed to be ugly and deformed as long as I live. There's no use pretending. He moans, Richard. Here, look, let me look at you. You know your heart can't stand excitement. Gloria grasping, pulls herself together. It's all right. Leave me alone. Richard, you're not all right. Look here, Gloria. In your condition, you need a doctor. Live here. Look after you. Now, a few days ago, I met an old teacher of mine, Professor Hardley. I'm sure I could well put him to accept your position here. Gloria, he'll be just like the rest of them. Promises, promises, nothing else. Which I'm sure you like him. He was once considered the most brilliant neurologist in the country. Gloria, what do you mean, was once considered? Which, well, height of his career, something no more, something no less to know about, changed him overnight. I was seems to wonder what changed him overnight. He took the drinking and result, lost his position at the university, practised everything. So in other words, he's like me, an outcast. Richard, yes, I suppose you might say that. Gloria, then what better place could there be for a professor in this house? It built for outcasts if he... So early, so, uh, so early evening, one evening, a week later, Professor Hadley arrived. Martha the servant led the professor to her mistress' room. Professor looked down about the darkened room, trying to find the figure of his new employer. Gloria, forgive me, it may receiving a darkness, Professor. Refer it this way. Professor, slightly tight. My dear Mrs. King, we have to see each other sooner or later. This is as good as the time as any. Now, where's the light switch? I heard Gloria angrily. I don't want you to turn it, you to turn on. Professor, ah, here it is. Sound light switch. Gloria, furious. Professor, you, are, you have to learn that my wishes come first, not yours. Paul's not. Why do you st- keep staring at me like that? Professor, merely professional interests. Well, why don't you say it? I'm hideous, the ugliest woman you've ever seen. Professor, do you have a glass? I dislike drinking of a bottle. Ah, here's one. Well, what's the matter, Professor? Is my ugliness such a shock you need a drink? I suppose you're going to tell me like, what the rest of them have. Another operation might have... Make a new woman out of me. Drink of being poor, Professor. No, Miss King, I for one will not delude you. Drinks, I'm afraid no operation could help you. Gloria bursting out into tears. Get out, get out, do you hear? Get out, you drunken fool. Professor, forgive me. I can't stand to hear the truth. If you can't stand to hear the truth, do it myself in facing it. I escaped from drinking. Drink being poor, Gloria. Anyone can see what I seek to escape. Or what do you seek to escape, Professor? Professor, memories, Miss King. Gloria, you're a coward, Miss Professor. A person can overcome memories. But what can one do with a face and body such as mine? Professor, believe me, my memories are terrifying. As is your appearance. Drink, strange enough, they are brought about as a result of trying to help people like you. 
sound of drink being poured. Blue curious. You're trying to help people like me? How? Professor, does it matter? You might say you had a dream, a dream of future, so any scientists might have. As you can see, I failed. Gloria, I should very much like to hear about it, Professor. That is, if you don't mind telling me about it. Professor, but I do mind, Miss King, just as you mind being stared at. Sound of drink being poured. Professor, I trust you can't object to my drinking. Gloria, no, Professor, not at all. Go ahead, go right ahead. Meanwhile, we can talk. I'm more than interested in what you have to say. Professor drinks Miss King. Paranine doesn't work, doesn't pay. I feel you're a stop from teacher. I then I decided to pioneer, to pioneer. field is yet untucked by defiance. I set the challenge of the unknown, but I failed. Very intently. But what was this experiment you engaged in, Professor? Professor, you don't, don't understand. Even men of science, men. You shouldn't have understood. Don't believe me. Believe it. Could have, couldn't believe it. Could, have, could be happy, be done. Well, tell me about it. Pete the hats. I will understand. Drink being poor, professor. Should let me really believe that when men die, his body becomes worthless. But it isn't true. Or science has already, for science has already been able to make use of the dead. Gloria, make use of the dead. How, professor? By using parts of the eyes of the dead, living blind. Drinks, the bodies are dead, by sight for thousands of people, were doomed to eternal darkness because they lacked they lacked rentinals. Gloria, in other words, the dead supplied living with missing parts. Professor, yes. Gloria, and what your experiment was about what was your experiment about? Professor, with long those lines, the brain specialist felt this remarkable step in science could be carried and still further. Gloria, carried still further? Professor, yes, as a brain specialist, I quite often had young patients who were doomed to die shortly because because of drain disorders. Think that what a waste it was burying those fine young bodies. Gloria, and what good were those bodies to anyone? Professor, what good were those bodies? Joy, my dear Miss King, you could do with a new body. Look at you, ugly, broken, human wreck. Gloria, yes, I can see what you mean. How could it be done? Professor, according to my theory, a brain could be transferred to another woman's body. A woman who died of brain disorder. But there's other ways of going to sound. Laura, my brain transferred to another woman's body? Perfectly, yes, certainly. Of course, this woman would continue to live. It would be you. But it would be your brain that would be its master of the body. Laura, you mean I could live in a woman's body? A young, beautiful body? Professor, yes, but that, that was that was the theory. Drink being poured. Laurie and Professor Hartley. It's more than a theory, isn't it? You tried it out, haven't you? Professor, it's still an unproven theory, Miss King. Drinks for the experiment failed. Laurie hit hard. It failed? Professor, yes, my assistant paid my failure with his life. It was his brain I tried to transfer to another body. Drink being poor, Gloria, but you still believe in your theory, don't you? Professor, getting sleepy. Yes, I believe in it. But my pioneering days are over. Drinks. I know this. the time will come. And some brave new scientist almost asleep. More fortunate than myself have proved that I was right. Gloria, half aloud. So I have a fine, beautiful body. Why, I would give you the rest of my life. Just to be young and beautiful for six months. First up, Professor, would you? Professor Trace of a snore. Oh, you sleep well then. You wake me. Wake. 
we will ever talk alone talk. Narrator, and all through the long nights, the benighted professor slept off the drunken stupor, and all through the night, long nights, an idea beat to worry his brain, deep beat, with ever increasing intensity, an intensity that would scarcely wait for the professor wakening in the morning. Professor, yawning as he wakes, oh, glory, good morning, professor. Professor startled, what? Oh, it's you, Miss King. I seem to have fallen asleep on the couch, on the couch, Gloria. You're quite white. Do you recall the talk we had last night, Professor? Professor, the talk we had? Only vaguely, I'm afraid. Gloria, you told me about your experiment. Your unfortunate assistant had died. Gloria, Professor Stand, I told you about that quickly. I'm afraid I was quite drunk, Miss King. I trust you didn't take what I said seriously. Gloria, I do what I do, Professor. Quickly, there's no need for you to deny they told me last night, Professor. Very Miss King, then I won't deny anything. Let's just forget about the entire matter. Gloria, I have no intention of forgetting about it, Professor. Professor, what do you mean? Gloria, you tried to prove your theory once and you failed. Now I want you to try it a second time, using me as your subject. Professor, but it's impossible I couldn't. Not after not watching my sister die. I lost my nerve, I'm through. Gloria Professor, preventively, my police never found out my assistant's death. Or you have lost your license. You're sent to prison. Professor, you mean you tell them? Gloria, I should tell them. Only if you refuse to do as I ask. Professor, but you don't comprehend the risk involved. Only working on the theory, the odds are thousand to one against my succeeding. Gloria, what do I have to lose? Thirty, twenty, thirty years of pain and ugliness? I'm more than willing to gamble those years. For a new body, I'd take that chance, even if you were. Well, for only six months, a young, beautiful body, instead of a lifetime. Professor, there'd be so many obstacles. I need a laboratory, such as never seen before. Special equipment and instruments are extremely expensive. Gloria, well, it doesn't matter. I'm quite wealthy, Professor. I need assistant. I can't operate alone. Gloria, I can provide you one. Professor, but most important of all, at the time of the operation, I needed the body of a woman. that had been dead in only a few hours from a brain disorder. But I promise you that you have her. Professor, everything else you need, Professor, tremendously. It would be difficult, most difficult, with tremendous odds against us. Tell of course it would. Gloria, come, Professor. I'm willing to take the chance. Why not you? Professor, all right, I'll do it. Made a week's pass. Weeks in which boxes and crates were constantly arriving. House weeks in which workmen came from nearby town to assist the professor building his laboratory. By the end of the month, it was complete at the last detail. Professor announced his readiness. It was at this time that Richard, at a response, led him from his cousin, Gloria, by the house one evening. Richard. Gloria, what's going on here? Gloria, well, hello, Richard. Sit down, won't you? Richard Gloria, what are you up to? Why have you furnished this house with a laboratory and an operating room? Why, you must have spent thousands of dollars on that all that equipment. Well, yes, Richard, I have. Richard, but why, Professor Hardy? Hardy wouldn't tell me a thing, just kept referring me to you. Well, the Professor has a theory, Richard, which you tend to put them into practice. Richard, theory? Gloria, yes, Richard. The Professor is going to attempt to transfer my brain, the body of a double woman. 
Richard, what? Why, you're mad. It's never been done, Gloria. It's quite true, Richard. There's always a first time for everything. Why not now? Richard, why don't... Why nothing like it? Has there been attempted? It won't work, I tell you. Gloria, perhaps not. But look at me, Richard. What have I had to lose? No matter how great the odds are going through with it, you're going to assist the professor in the operation. Richard, what are you saying? I know part of his madness. Why, why if I did? Because it's my license. I have my license taken away from me. Lawyer, they could also have your fine home to guard away too, Richard. Bidfully, what do you mean? Gloria, I've been, I had notes of your, from yours mounting to $30,000, Richard. If you act as a professor's assistant, those notes will be torn up. If you don't, I'll collect them. I'll collect them to the last penny. Richard, I don't seem to have much choice. Gloria, no, Richard, you don't. Richard, very well, I serve as a professor's assistant, Gloria. Good. If you join the professor in the laboratory, they'll give you the details of the entire operation. Richard, right. But I still think the whole thing's a madness. Dalton enclosing Gloria bitterly. A fool. He doesn't even realise I'll go mad if he'd have remained away. I am. The operation's the only chance out. Door buzzer. Gloria startled. I must be the girl. Yes. Dalton, Jane, slightly off. Miss King? Gloria, yes. Good evening. You must be Jane Arnold. Jane, yes, that's right. Gloria, I've been expecting you. Come in, won't you? Jane, thank you. It's rather dark in here. Door closing. Gloria, forgive me for not having many lights on. But they bother my eyes, Jane. Oh, I'm so, I'm sorry. Gloria, so flame. Why don't you sit down? I'll find a chair by the desk where you're standing. Jane, a chair? Oh, yes, here it is. Thank you. Gloria, slightly off. If you like, to, you can turn them on that desk lamp. Jane, are you sure it won't bother you? Gloria, no. What about me in, in this corner of the room? Jane, all right, Miss King. Light switch, Jane, there. Gloria, you're beautiful. You're even more beautiful than your picture. Jane, thank you. Gloria, of all the applicants I received for the position of my secretary, I like yours the best, Miss Arnold. As I recall, you mentioned in your letter you haven't any relatives. But yes, that's right. I'm quite free to live here with you. In fact, Mr. King, I'm rather anxious to leave the city. Gloria, oh, that's fine. Now, secretary, your main job would write personal letters for me. Do you have a nice handwriting, Miss Arnold? Jane, huh? Jane, Gloria, suppose you take a letter I dictate, find pen and paper on the desk. Jane, oh, yes, here it is. I'm ready, Miss King. Gloria, my dear Professor Medley, pen writing through. Gloria, this letter would serve, serve as agreement between the two of us for a sum of money. Which has already been paid, been paid for me. I hereby agree to lend myself to the experiment as you engaged in well aware the consequences. I sign this of my own free will, Jane Arnold. Have you got that, Miss Arnold? Jane, as he writes, I sign this of my own free will, but Jane Arnold, yes, it's fine. I sign it. You don't want me to do to, did you? Miss King? Gloria. Eager. Yes, very much. I'd like to see the signal looks like. Gloria, Jane, oh, I see, but she grasps. Gloria, what's the matter, Miss Arnold? Are you surprised at what your new career looks like? Jane, terrified, no, it's just that I. Joy, angrily, perhaps I'm a hideous. It won't look like this for long. Soon I'll be just as big as you are. Jane, I change my mind, Miss King. I don't want to the position. I want to leave. 
But I'm afraid you can't, Miss Arnold. I have other plans for you. Jane, what do you mean? What have you got there? Guy, this is a hypodermic, my dear. A few seconds you'll see this. My face will never tighten by you again. Jane, no, stay away from me. Don't touch me like that. It screams as he gets a needle. Guy, there, it's all over now, Miss Arnold. It won't, didn't hurt, did it? Jane, what have you done to me? I feel so dizzy. Gloria, why don't you just lie down here? Jane, don't touch me. I have to get out of here. I, oh, she collapses. Gloria softly. She's beautiful, beautiful. Door opening, Professor. Miss King, did I hear someone catch a dream in here? Gloria, I'm afraid you must just imagine it, did, Professor. Richard, Gloria, who's this girl? Why is she unconscious? Gloria, she's, she, yes, that's right. She's the one that you're going to use in experiment. Professor, but Miss King. Scale is still alive. Supposing to supply me with dead woman dead a few hours. Well this brain disorder. Joy about what's the difference, Professor? This young lady's hopeless case. Trim of the brain. She only needs a few more months to live. I agreed to the experiment provided. I took care of her family. Richard, why is she unconscious? Well they are naturally the thought of dying terrified her. So I gave her her epidemic. We both thought it would be better that way. Professor, but I can't perceive the operation. Till I had a girl's permission. Well, oh, it's all been taken care of, Professor. He's a letter that she wrote a few minutes ago. Mm, professor, mm, yes, it seems satisfactory. Gloria, are you ready to proceed the operation, Professor? Professor, yes, everything's prepared. Gloria, good. I have placed myself in your hands, Professor. I am too prepared for life of my death. Traumatic music, eerie music, kiss of oxygen tank, ready, steady inhalation, clink of instruments. Narrator, a little while later, two figures are on the operating tables, one young and beautiful, the other ugly and deformed. Professor Hadley, the forehead operation as Richard Mace, the mask, and the face of one of the two patients, turned on nitrous oxide. A few minutes later, as a nod from Richard, the professor picked up the instrument. Again, the first operation. Seconds dragged into minutes, minutes and hours, as Richard passed one instrument after another to the professor, same time watching the machines carefully, time and time again. They reappeared that they all was lost. Richard kept the spark of life alive, the drilling and oxygen. Hours later, Professor Headley, weary turned from the operating table, so he removed his gloves. He had done everything that was possible. The rest was up to the fate. Professor Weirly, what was the pulse, Richard? Richard, 58, a little stronger. Professor, very encouraging. Richard, don't you think you ought to lie down and relax, Professor? I'd be very tired, but also a brain for five hours, Professor. Doesn't matter. What does matter is, she's, will she survive, Richard? If she does, you'll go down in history as one of the greatest experiments scientists all time. Professor, the only work that counts. It's only my work that counts, but think of it, Richard. I see that it will open a vast new field of science. By using bodies of the dead, you'll be able to save many of the living who are doomed to die young. Richard, yes, but it's tenth. Professor, her pulse is much stronger. Professor is gaining consciousness, Richard. Then, we have succeeded. Professor, it may be seen. She may be blind, dumb, or even an idiot. 
You must be prepared for anything. Richard and Anita pulse beat is almost normal. Bessa, she's opening her eyes. Look at me. Look at me. Miss King, can you hear me? Jane weakly. Bethesda. Richard, her voice completely changed. Bessa, you forget, Richard. Her voice is now that admit Jane on. Richard, Chris, of course. Jane, Professor, has your operation was her precious sex? Professor, so far, and so far it appears to be Miss King. Jane, please let me see a mirror. Professor, mirror? Yes, of course. Here, I told you. I'll hold it for you. Jane, yes, it's my face. I speak, I speak, and I very right move. Beautiful, not ugly and deformed, Professor. You can't, not to talk anymore, Miss King. But it is still very serious. Jane, you must remember, Professor. Gloria King is dead. I am now Jane Arnold. Professor, yes, Jane, Gloria King is dead. You must be quiet and rest. I'll be two or three weeks before you cover him. Then you can find a new life waiting for you. Jane, happy, a new life waiting, a beautiful life. Dorothy, Jane, young and happy. Good morning, Professor. Good morning, Richard. Richard, good morning. Richard, how are you, Gloria? Gloria, Jane, impatiently. Richard, how many times have I told you? Gloria King is dead. My name is now Joy Arnold. Richard, I want a story you don't keep forgetting. Jane Professor, been a month now since operation. How much longer must I stay here? I want to leave this house and begin to live again begin to live. Professor, I'd be happy to see you to you completely recovered. And free you're free to leave whenever you wish, Jane. Free to leave after all these years I spent in this house. Can only believe it. But a mirror, it shows me to be young and beautiful. I was happy. What's your plans, Professor? Professor Richard and I are going to remain here. Finish our papers on the experiment. Be the most startling scientific work of the century. Richard, yes. Professor will be famous the world, world over. Jane, the paper will be you're writing. Will it have the name, dates, everything? Exactly as it occurred, Professor, it's actually. Be a complete record. For you as a living proof. Jane, but think of the possibility it would create. Why would follow me forever, whatever? I went, went, making a spectacle of me. Professor, but you can't hide a great secret like mine for the world. Richard, I was, should say it's not. Professor, Professor, afraid you have to. Professor, what do you mean? Jane, afraid you may come to use a shot, but Jane Arnold didn't pay for this body willingly. Professor, but you showed me the letter she had written, gave me, gave me permission to use a body. Jane, I tricked her into writing that letter. Professor, I never saw Jane Arnold for that evening. Richard, what? Professor stunned. You mean she didn't have a brain disorder? She wasn't doomed to die in a few months? Jane, no, Professor, she wasn't. Professor, that means you tricked me. It's a complete murder. murder. Jane, come now, Professor. No one ever know that I was not Jane Arnold, unless you publish a paper on the experiment. Of course, you can't do that. Well, we'll publish the fact you've committed murder. Jane, Richard, you're right, Professor. Professor, you're very clever, Miss King. Perhaps I should say Miss Arnold. But in spite of your cleverness, I shall be I'm going to publish my paper experiment. Richard, but Professor, you might well mean the chair. Professor, quite true. At least I die in nummy. The world knew my success. Well, there's something worth leaving behind. Jane, this might be for you, Professor. But it won't be for me, Professor. Afraid you mustn't have any choice in the matter. Jovening, Richard, Professor, she's got a gun. Richard, yes, I don't like to do this. But you give me no eternity, Professor. Put that down, down. You're mad. Jane, after living ugly in the form for very many years, Professor, I don't intend to let you punish a paper. I would spoil a life I've always dreamed of living. 
Presser, give me that give me that gun. Richard shot. You've killed him. Jane, yes, Richard, I killed him. Richard, how could you, Gloria? After he did so much for you. Jane angrily. Gloria, Gloria, you haven't seen even a sense to remember our name as it is now Jane Arnold slamming down. Afraid Richard, you too are too dangerous to leave alive. But what are you saying? It's I'm your cousin. Jane, you're I'm your glory king's cousin. You're not mine. Richard Gloria, how can you talk like that? You can't do this to me. No, don't shoot. I do anything you want, Gloria. Don't. Shot Richard groans, hit the floor. Jane, too bad, Richard, but I have no choice. You were the last link between my past and future. Can't let the two of you live. Not with you, what you knew, both knew, suddenly. The bodies, I must get rid of them, cover up everything, if I burn them down. Yes, that's what, that, that's it. Burn the house down, everything in it. Couldn't the ugly, deformed body, Gloria King. Then, then I'll be free, free to live at Jane Arnold. Smash it, Henry, down. Narrator, an hour later, Jane Arnold waited patiently. A small vintage station for a rival train was to take her to the city. As she happily walked up down the platform, she heard a siren of fire engines and watched in trance, trance as it flew past her and out toward the country. Narrator, suddenly she smiled as she knew where the fire engines were going. What it would be to it would be too late. A few minutes later, the train to New York arrived. Jane boarded it quickly. As he walked to the seat, he felt that many admiring eyes were watching her, and suddenly was just describably happy. Raised mile after mile, the train raced down, Valley bringing her closer and closer to the city. New life. A Jane handed the conductor a fare. She raised the contents of the bag, carried well known to her. One by one, she began to draw objects from the bag. It was a compact, a comb, a handkerchief, a wallet for the forty dollars. Driver's license, Jane Arnold, forty-four, four, five West, one o six Street. So that was Jane, where Jane Arnold lived, and the keys, one of them, must the key to her apartment. She tired for a moment, the objects in her lap, and then smiled, training the contents of the bag. The Jane were Jane Arnold's. She was now Jane Arnold. A few days later, she entered a small apartment house in West 106th Street and went to apartment 20. Jane, so this is it. This key looks fairly warm. Perhaps this is not the door key. Jane, now the lights switch be next to the door. Yes, here it is. Jane, so this is the place. Lights go on, switch on, then door closed. Jane, so this is the place where Jane Arnold lived. Rather where I live. Rather than there is my place. But the mirrors at least are no longer need fear of them. Marley, oh, it's a beautiful. Been watching what 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 everything I've been through. Even if I were too young be young and beautiful for only six months instead of for years it's worth it. Boy was a Jane sold. Who should that be? I must be careful. I know nothing at all about her. Door opening, Dan, incredulous. Oh Jane, it's better. At Christmas, at Christmas morning, I thought you were never coming back. Are you going to say you miss me? Jane, miss you. Dan, what are you staring at me for? You remember me, don't you? Well, Dan, the guy who lives across the street. Guy who loves you. Wants to marry you. Jane, oh, of course, Dan. It was just, well, 
surprised we haven't seen much each other since. How long is it now? Down exactly a month. Every night I kept looking at your window, paying your bead of light shimming. I saw it through. Saw it tonight. I couldn't believe it. Jane arrived just a few minutes ago. Dan, where were you? Jane, why didn't you write? Just because I proposed well. There wasn't any reason to disappear for a month. Why did you do it? Jane, please, Dan, don't let us sit now. Dan, all right, dear. I promise I won't pose again. Don't want you disappearing for another month. Jane, nothing happening, it won't. Dan, laughing. Why do you keep looking at me like that, as though you've never seen me before? Jane, do I? It's just, it's just I'm so happy to see you. Dan, oh, Jane, it's wonderful. Be back. What did we do? What did you say we go out and celebrate? Jane, Dan, Jane, oh, Dan, I'd love to. Happy theme, a dirty undertone. La buzzer, a door opening. Dan. Hello, darling. Jane. Oh, hello, Dan. Come in. Door closing. Jane. Had a wonderful time last night. I'm never happier. Dan, well, there's no reason why you can't have a wonderful time tonight and every night. You know, somehow that month's occasion you took made, made a change in you. You? Jane, did it? For the better, I hope. Dan, yes. If not, it was for the better. Now I'm sort of glad you took that vacation. Jane, why, Dan? Dan, well, you know how moody and sad you were those few days before you went away. Jane, was I? Dan, you certainly were. When I proposed to you, burst into the tears. What was wrong, Jane? Can't you tell me about it now? Jane, wrong? I don't know, Dan. What I mean, I won't talk about it. It's all in the past now. Dan, eagerly, is it, Jane? Jane, yes. Dan, then if I were to ask you to marry me again, would run away, would you? Jane, the only way I'd run would be towards you. Dan, then, Jane, you, will you marry me? Jane, there's nothing in the world I'd rather do. Dan, oh, Jane, they kiss. Dan, we're going to be very happy together, Jane. Yes, I know we are. Having never dreamed possible. Rachel and Dane, or Daria, was happy. Drew is happy for the next few days. And then got met me in the street and told me Jane was back in town again. So that evening I dropped in on her. Her apartment. Dog buzzer Dan. Hello, Dr. Smith. How are you? Come in. MT. Hello, Dan. Dog closed Dan. Look, Jane. Dr. Smith, I saw him this morning. Told him you were back. I kept asking you all the time you're away. MT. Hello, Jane. How are you? Jane, I'm fine. Doctor, how are you? MT, well, I was quite worried about you when you disappeared. Dan, you mustn't worry any more, Doc. She's back to stay. She's going to be married. MT, startled, what? Is that true, Jane? Jane, yes. Diane, what's the matter, Doc? You look awfully upset. Don't you approve? MT, yes, of course. Jane, congratulations, Dan. Thanks, Doc. Seeing you been such a swell friend to Jane and me, we like you. Are you there, our best man? I'm too perplexed. I must be, should be very happy to. Dan, would you mind very much if I were to talk to Jane alone? Dan, of course not, Doc. And I've got to be running along anyway. Back in an hour, darling. We'll take a movie, taking a movie together. Jane, all right, Dan. Kiss. Dan, slightly fade. Yes, see you later, Doc. MT, of course, Diane. Door opening and closing. MT, Jane, I'm very much upset. I heard what you disappeared. Jane, I was all right, Doctor. Just felt need for a vocation. MT, of course, of course, things being the way they are. I understand your desire. 
get away for a while. Bex, but what I don't can't say, you're agreeing to marry Ben. Dan. Jane, am I agreeing to marry Dan? MT, yes. Who have you told him? Jane, have I have I told him? MT, the tone of your voice serves you haven't. Jane, once you had courage to face him, refused to marry him. Why have you, have you changed your mind? Jane, well, well, I love him. And see, Jane, I know you love him. As you always have. You can't do this to him. You can't marry him. Things being the way they are. Jane, things being the way they are. And see, of course, you know it wouldn't be fair to him. Jane, why not? And see, puzzled, why not? But Jane, we discussed this thoroughly two days before. Went away. Can't be can't be so unfair to him. Jane, what? What did you say? And see, I said you can't be unfair to you, Dan. Jane, suddenly scared. What? What do you mean, Dan? And see, Jane, what's wrong with you? You know the specialist said about your heart? X-ray show. Jane, about my heart? And see, yes, Jane, it was so pale. What's wrong? You know, far from, you know, for over a month now, you only had six months to live. Why are you so shocked? Jane, only six months to live. So that's why she turned you down. Tried to get a job away from the city. She knew she only had six months more to live. And say, Jane, who are you? Talking about, I can't understand. Are you feeling well? Jane begins to laugh at every... I'm perfectly well, Doctor. My, should I be? Well, as I've been deformed, I said I was certified. But I'd be young and beautiful for six months. I get you six months. What more? Should, what should I ask for? What I ask for? Six months, six months. And see, this is a mysterious trouble again. Have you enjoyed your little trip? You say it's impossible to transfer a brain from your body to another? That's what their thoughts when Jane Arnold, or should I say Gloria Keane, told me a strange story. When she died six months later, I performed an autopsy as well. Pretty well convinced that, well, you know, I long so you could decide to attempt Professor Edley's experiment. Myself, perhaps you're in the market for another body. Why are you getting off on the next stop? I'm sorry. Perhaps you join me again sooner. Take this train. This, take the same train every week at the same time.